Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. Father, we thank you that our time of worship, Lord, is a time for us to be transformed, Lord, as we behold you. Lord, thank you, God, that uh, we know we become who we worship. And so, Lord, as we reflect upon who you are and your greatness and your goodness, Father, thank you that you're making us more like you. And so, Lord, we continue to uh, open up our hearts, our ears, and even our eyes to see what you're doing, to hear what you're saying, that we might be people fit for the master's use. We commit this time, the rest of this morning to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, for our uh, um, devotion this morning, we are continuing on our um, study and reflection upon uh, the book of Psalms. And in particular, we're going to be looking at Psalm 55. Now, it's, we're not going to read the whole Psalm this morning. I'll read portions of it. And uh, certainly, you can read the rest of the Psalm later on after this so that you can see the fullness of what the Lord wants to speak to us and uh, reveal of who He is. And so let me read portions of it and uh, make some comments. Psalm 55, starting from verses 1 to 3, 9 to 11, and 16 to 19. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. Attend to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint, and I moan because of the noise of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they drop trouble upon me, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. Destroy, O Lord, divide their tongues, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around and on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst, oppression and fraud, and uh, do not depart from its marketplace. But I call to you, O God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan, and He hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage. For many are arrayed against me. God will he give ear and humble them, he who is enthroned from of old, because they do not change and do not fear God. Now, Psalm 55, as the superscript says, was uh, composed by uh, King David. And uh, it's what um, commentaries would call an individual lament psalm. Now, lament psalms, are actually the most common type of psalm with more than 60 of the psalms um, uh, written as lament psalms. Now, it's both corporate and it can be individual. And a, a lament is a type of psalm that cries out to God in anguish and petitions Him for help. Now, um, you probably, if you've walked with God long enough, um, you know, as a ministry, we love victory. We love, that's why we're called victory. We love overcoming. We we want to see and experience the victory of God in our lives. And because He is a God uh, of victory who knows no defeat. And yet we see in the full counsel of God's Word that there are times when uh, the psalmist, at least in this case, uh, pours out his anguish and cries out to God uh, for deliverance and for healing and for his hope to be renewed. And so uh, Psalms gives us, uh, as I said, the vocabulary by which we can relate with God. And these things are comforting to us, particularly in this time, isn't it? That we can pour out our pain to God. Because certainly, it's hard. It's, it, it takes faith to say we're walking in victory. 
Now, we know God said, Jesus said, whatever's born of God overcomes the world. John the Apostle, rather. So my point is this. God, in His wisdom, gives us His Word to help us articulate the, the pain we're going through. But it doesn't have to keep in pain. We don't have to keep in pain. We will see, we will see as this psalm uh, unfolds that there is a, really a movement of the psalm from beginning with despair moving on to complaint, and then finally uh, concluding with confidence in God. And that's what we want to see as we uh, you know, reflect upon each of the passages of the text that we read earlier. So that's the beauty of this particular psalm. It helps us uh, have the, 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 the language by which we can pour out to God our hearts in the times that we are living in. Now we see from verses 1 to 3, as I read, uh, a, a sense of despair. You know, the oppression being suffered by the psalmist is causing him to cry out to God and ask him to listen to his prayer and not to hide himself. Have you ever felt that way that sometimes God has hidden himself from you? It's like you're looking for him, you're, you're crying out to him, but you can't seem, he doesn't seem to hear your prayers. And that can lead to despair, isn't it? Where you have a sense of hopelessness. And sometimes we're, you know, we're, we get disappointed with God or we get even angry at God for saying, Lord, have you abandoned us? And the, the psalmist, um, David in particular, if we, again, if we examine his life, he's gone through all of these experiences, particularly as a fugitive from Saul when he was running away. And even the time that his own son rebelled against him. And so we've seen times in his life where he's experienced despair. And so he pours out his heart to God. And sometimes, you know, and, and again, we didn't read it. You'll see that sometimes we actually just want to escape from all of that. But then there's a shift in verses 9 to 11. It turns from a a despair, a, a sense of hopelessness, and it moves on to become a complaint now. You know, that's interesting. Uh, uh, it's a prayer, but though it's complaining, and apparently God allows for us to uh, bring complaints to Him. But what was the complaint? Um, uh, here, He still manages to pray, and because uh, He's talking about the the, the wickedness, let me read it again in verse uh, 9. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst, oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. So his complaint was against the injustice, against the unrighteousness, the wickedness that was going on. And perhaps that's how we feel, isn't it, with all that's happening around us and in the world. And so we can voice this. To God, to God, okay? Um, and so, um, it's still a prayer, but he, the reason he's able to shift in his prayers because from despair to complain is because he knows enough about God to know that God will not tolerate unrighteousness and wickedness. And so he knows sooner or later there's going to be judgment. Now, let me, let me add to this, uh, let me read verses 12 to 14, though, which is a continuation of verse 11. And you'll, you'll find something interesting here about his prayer. Verse 12 says, For it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolently with me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together. Within God's house, we walked in the throng. Now, what was David uh, exposing here? Apparently, not only did he have conflict with his known enemies, but even here, something that he never expected also came about, uh, you know, uh, came to surface, and that is his own enemies were some of his own best friends, the people he used to walk with. Now, 
you know, we know this is a betrayal. And one of the most painful of all human experiences is being betrayed. In fact, the, uh, uh, the, the expositor's Bible commentary said this. Uh, some of the people in ancient times would actually call this psalm a reflection, this lament, this experience rather, a reflection of that which our own Lord Jesus Christ experienced, isn't it? At the hands of Judah when he was betrayed. I mean, Judas rather, when he was betrayed. And uh, what is shocking though is the prayer that David continues to pray after this. Verse 15, he says, Let death steal over them. Let them go down to Sheol alive, for evil is in their dwelling place and in their heart. Now, what is this? You know, David is actually praying uh, an imprecatory prayer, if you will, for the death of his enemies. Now, and this is problematic, I realize, for some people to interpret that the psalmist would actually pray for the death of his enemies who betrayed him. But uh, let me give you, hopefully, a key to interpret this. Um, that this imprecatory prayer is not so much vindictiveness against the person per se, but to bring an end to the evil that these people, these his enemies, have been propagating. Let me say that again, okay? This prayer, as we see in Scripture, is not so much vindictiveness because he was betrayed, but because the evil that these people have been propagating, he's praying that this would come to an end. And in fact, um, you know, there's a, there's a similar scripture that, that this is uh, an allusion to, and that is the time when Korah, Dathan, and Abiram were swallowed up by the earth in number 16, verses 31 to 40, when they rebelled against Moses. Because if you look at his prayer, you know, let them be swallowed up, you know, by, um, uh, let them go down to Sheol alive. Um, and so, um, this is not uh, a normal, a usual prayer, but every now and then it is apparently prayed uh, in the scriptures. And, and let me give you a caution. And this is, we know the scripture is God-breathed. It is inspired by the Spirit of God. And uh, I believe David did not pray this rashly out of embitterment, but this was a spirit-led prayer. And so my encouragement to you, when you come to a point where you feel the injustice, the unrighteousness, you know, my caution is you pray according to the scriptures and not just pray this rashly unless you know you're led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because we will give an account for the words that we speak. So anyway, this might be not the, not the devotion that you expected for this morning, but it is God's word, and we can learn spiritual truth. And finally, as we close, here in verses 16 to 19, again, there's a shift in David's prayer from, from uh, despair to complaint. Now, he ends with confidence. Let me read verse uh, uh, 16 again. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God will he give ear and humble them, he who is enthroned from of old, because they do not change and do not fear God. What is David's conclusion here? We see that uh, his attitude changes because he knows that ultimately the Lord will deliver him because he is enthroned from of old, meaning he is enthroned is a picture of God ruling and reigning in righteousness and justice. As Psalm 89 says, the foundation of God's throne is righteousness and justice. Brothers and sisters, we can take comfort no matter what is happening in the earth, in our lives and in our nation, 
if we look to God as a righteous and a just God, we know in the course of time, at his appointed time, he will bring about righteousness and justice. And because that is who he is, what holds the throne of God up is his character as a righteous and just God. Yes, he's powerful, but he's also righteous. And you don't need to despair and you don't need to complain because you know God will make all things right here on this earth and in eternity. And so the warning, as we close there, he says he warns his enemies to walk in the fear of the Lord, for that is what will keep people from evil and ultimately the judgment of God. So my encouragement to you this morning as we close in prayer is that regardless of what situation you face, that may, you may feel like you're in despair, yes, pour out your heart to God, but trust and be confident in His righteousness, in His justice, in His goodness and His mercy. And surely we will walk victoriously, not just today, but every day of our lives. Let me pray for you as we close. Father, we're grateful that your words are spirit and life to us. Lord, thank you that your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Lord, when our circumstances overwhelm us, Lord, that's what happens. We despair because our eyes are on ourselves or on our problem. But when we look to you, Father, as the one who is enthroned from of old, the one who lives forever, Father, the God of righteousness and justice, then our hearts can take confidence that you will take care of us, you will turn around things for us, you will vindicate us, and you will exalt us, Father, as we continue in the fear of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that assurance this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
kapangyarihan siyang karunungan tanging buhay siya ay dakila ang tanging Diyos na sinasamba pangyarihan siyang karunungan tanging buhay As we end our time together, let me just speak God's word to you and bless you. Uh, Paul said, uh, the Apostle Paul said in uh, Romans chapter 14 verse 17, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. May the righteousness and the peace and the joy in the Holy Spirit, the blessing of God's kingdom be upon each one of you as you go through this day. God bless you. See you again. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.